Welcome to the Tough Mothers Podcast, where we talk about motherhood, all of it, but especially the science of motherhood, so you can learn how to be the happiest mother you know. Hi, welcome to the Tough Mothers Podcast. I'm Dr. Jennifer Hacker-Pearson. I'm a mum who struggled during motherhood, and I created Tough Mothers because I wish the science-based education I teach was around when I needed it. I have a PhD in neuroscience, a psychotherapy degree, a meditation teacher accreditation, and since becoming a mum, I have over a decade of matrescence research under my belt. What's matrescence? Quite possibly the most transformational time in your life, when a woman becomes a mother. I want to teach you everything I've learned. I want you to know what I didn't know when I needed it the most, so you can thrive during matrescence and learn how to become the happiest mother you know. It's very important to me that all mothers can access the information shared in this podcast for free. So to make that happen, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dr. Jen Tough Mothers, and please tell all your family and friends about the Tough Mothers podcast. I'm so looking forward to bringing you this episode, but first I would like to say that this episode, like all episodes of the Tough Mothers podcast, was created purely to inform you. It is not a substitute for medical advice. So if you need help, um, please contact your GP. Okay, let's jump into it. Is what you're feeling matrescence or postpartum depression? I've been wanting to do an episode about this topic for a while. I'm currently writing about it in my new book. So I thought, what a great time to also share it with you. It really saddens me that matrescence is not yet a well-known word. And I say yet because I dearly hope that by the time my daughter has children, if she chooses to, matrescence will be as well known and well studied as adolescence. Did you know there are numerous peer-reviewed scientific journals dedicated entirely to adolescence? In case you didn't know, peer-reviewed journals are the gold standard of science research, so very dear to me. (laughs) How many journals do you think are dedicated to matrescence? None. A big fat zero. And that to me is so indicative of how much society values this monumental transition women go through when we become mothers, i.e. not very much at all. Never mind the fact that without mothers there would be no babies and therefore the human race would not continue. But let's not get that small, let that small fact get in the way of everything. If you haven't heard of matrescence before today, you're not alone. I recently did a study amongst mums on my Tough Mothers social media pages, which you're welcome to join um, on Instagram and Facebook with the handle Dr. Jen, um, sorry, at Dr. Jen Pearson. And out of the roughly 6,000 people who answered, only 2% had ever heard of the term matrescence before they came across my work. I know this is not a rigorous scientific experiment, but it does give us a good idea of how much work needs to be done to get the understanding of matrescence into the mainstream. So matrescence, as I've mentioned in the intro, can its most simplistic form be defined as the process of becoming a mother. But it's so much more than that. Just like adolescence isn't just the process of becoming an adult, matrescence incorporates the physical psychological, emotional, social, and spiritual transformation a woman goes through when she enters motherhood. We're changed in the most beautiful and profound way. 
If you've had a baby before, I'm sure you can attest that the woman you were before you had your baby and the woman you are now are almost two different people. That's because when we have a baby, we also give birth to ourselves, the mother. But this is not recognized in our society. It is expected that when we go off to have a baby, we come back as the old us, but now just with a baby, which should seamlessly slot into our pre-baby life so we can carry on being the person we were before, just with a baby. If you're on audio only, right now I'm shaking my head because this is insane. Because aside from the physical changes that matrescence brings, which are described in my first book, I wish someone had told me unspoken truths about what really happens to women during labor childbirth and the first few weeks of motherhood, I can give you a very concrete way to tell that women are changed when we become mothers. Our brain changes. I love my science and I especially love neuroscience and I'm really pleased to tell you that there have been a few studies done now on the brain changes in women when we become mothers, such as the fabulous work by Pilyong Kim and colleagues who have identified neuroplasticity in the mother's brain. So exciting. Neuroplasticity <laughs> is my science baby. I've been researching it for almost 25 years now and incorporating it um, with my matrescence research has been so rewarding and is crucial, crucial in a motherhood space. I will bring you a whole separate episode about the um, neuroplasticity and matrescence in the future, but I just wanted to mention that there are significant changes seen in a woman's brain when she becomes a mother, which shows us that a woman has changed. Really no surprises there. But how do we experience these changes? Well, Unlike adolescence, matrescence can manifest differently for every woman. And interestingly, matrescence can differ within the same woman as she has subsequent babies. Yes, we go through matrescence every time we have a child. So I can't say <clears throat> this and this is going to happen um, like we can for adolescence because it's a spectrum of experiences. But I can say that what we experience is physical, psychological, emotional, social, and spiritual. Their changes during matrescence and aside from the measurable ones like the brain changes, how this manifests will vary from woman to woman. This is largely depending on a number of factors, um, including but not limited to your unique DNA, your biology, your psychosocial and neuropsychological histories, and your previous, ex <coughs> excuse me, previous, pre <laughs> previous experiences and actions there we go including your birth experience and your expectations of it and of motherhood in my work with mothers and as a mother myself i can see that parts of matrescence can feel very similar to postpartum depression in fact looking back now when i was struggling after my third baby was born i wonder was it matrescence or postpartum depression like so many mothers I've spoken to, I experienced, among other things, feeling up and down, uncertainty, overwhelm, teariness, disconnect, hopelessness, worry, inadequacy, and confusion. And so if we don't have the knowledge, understanding, and terminology around matrescence, as we're going through it, mothers, like me, can easily worry that what we are experiencing is postpartum depression, which 
in and of itself is an umbrella term that covers many different conditions. It's possible for women to have symptoms such as panic and anxiety, um, obsessive intrusive thoughts, anger and mania without any primary depression. Sadly, most GPs are not familiar with matrescence either. So often when women seek a doctor's help during matrescence, they're given psychopharmatherapeutic help when they're actually more in need of matrescence education, understanding and support. This is absolutely nothing against doctors. They can only help you with what they know. When anthropologist Dana Raphael coined the term matrescence in the mid 1970s, she did it because she wanted to give this unique and profound time in a woman's life when we experience these mixed feelings a name. She named it matrescence to emphasize the mother and to ensure our mixed feelings are not pathologized. In other words, she didn't want the feelings we experience to be seen as abnormal, not, nor that they should be treated medically. So, how can we tell what we're experiencing is matrescence or postpartum depression? Well, as a rule of thumb, matrescence manifests as mixed feelings. Um, there's an element of both and but, such as I love my baby, but I need some time to myself, or I'm tired, but it's worth it most of the time. Whereas in postpartum depression, the bad generally outweighs the good. And there is a third possibility, matrescence and postpartum depression. Postpartum depression being an umbrella term means it is also a spectrum. So yes, you can experience postpartum depression alongside matrescence. Katie Rickson, a mum and amazing writer, penned a beautiful insight into her life with matrescence and bipolar. I strongly encourage you to read it at toughmothers.com forward slash matrescence and bipolar, all one word. I also encourage you to learn more about matrescence and you in matrescence, whether it's through Tough Mothers or elsewhere. And if you're considering going to an expert for help, whether it's a GP or a therapist of any kind, please ask them if they're familiar with matrescence so they can support you through it. Opening up this conversation and using terminology around matrescence will be really very beneficial for you. There are loads more resources on this topic and many more at toughmothers.com. And if you're interested in my book, I wish someone had told me unspoken truths about what really happens to women during labor, childbirth, and the first few weeks of motherhood, you can find more information and how to purchase it at toughmothers.com forward slash books. Thank you for tuning into the Tough Mothers podcast. I'm Jennifer Hacker Pearson. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five star rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. And please also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dr. Jen Tough Mothers. This way I can keep bringing you free information about motherhood that will help you be the happiest mother you know. See you next time.